MRG every Tuesday and Thursday dropping down on those incredible podcasts. You want to check them out? Go check out our whole whole catalog. We got a lot of episodes out there from season one. Now we're in season two. We're loving it on the doc.org every Tuesday and Thursday. Watch for those releases all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shallow into the deep. And we want you to find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, also on Google Play. Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. Good way to find us. That's where we store all of our stuff. You can talk to us and chat with us on our social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. And when you find us, always hit subscribe, like, notify, whatever they tell you to do. Unlike Rumble, you got to hit that punch, you know. Whatever you got to do, hit the comments, hit notifications. Tell other people about it. You'll be cool if you let them know. We'd love to have you as a partner. Go to Patreon and become a partner at On The Dock. Find us at On The Dock at Patreon site. And we have four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. We'd love to talk to you about being a partner or sponsor with our show. OnTheDock.org. You can find all of our templates by going there. You can watch us right there. Or you can get linked to any of our platforms. And you can find out more about Patreon. And if you just can't do any of that stuff, email us at OnTheDockInfo at OnTheDock.org. And Donna Kurnuski, our executive producer, would be glad to help you find your way home. All right, we're here for our third installment. I've got my incredible, lovely, XY co-host, XY chromosomed. Is that not offensive if I tell you? I, you, XY, I mean, I'm Ben Ottolini. You know, I'm offended by everything. So. I know you are. You're hot offended. Yeah. Just that that hoodie. Oh, that little thing you got there, the little mm-hmm. thing on top. That's just to hold his brain in. Some people call it a yeah. toboggan. Yeah, we noticed that this this haircut in this picture you've got, the hair is like fly away, so we can see why you wear that. Yeah, we're going to get a new publicity shot for you. you got Lucas Winkler in the house here, Techno Wizard, Executive Director. How you doing, Lucas? I'm doing great. How are you? On camera and on microphone. He's on an old camera. He doesn't have as good a camera. But so, so if you become a partner sponsor at my Patreon site, we'll get him a better camera and a real microphone. So well, we got him anyway. Thank you, Lucas. For being here again, we're on the dock, season two, super series, worship leaders of Southern Illinois. We're on the walk away. We're on the walk off third part of this sub series featuring Mr. Johnny Wyckoff, Southern Illinois Christian rock and worship recording artist. We're in the third show. We're all doing just fine. We haven't had anything to eat. I'm getting hungry. Dude. Oh Dude. We normally, Johnny, you got messed over today. Food. Normally between two and three, we eat. Last, on the uh, last show we did, we had Indian buffet. Wow, I'm actually going to Indian tonight. Ah, so see that? I'm go, oh, I'm so the Lord oh let gosh. us just oh. be starved today so you'd be ready. I, yeah. <laughs> did you guys enjoy Did you have leftovers? Was the leftovers good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was much. Yeah, it was actually. It was good. I got to yeah. go get me some more of that. So, so Johnny is a local Southern Illinois raised. He's from <laughs> Jackson County from Carbondale. We found out in the last show. He's our cross. <laughs> yeah, he's from across the railroad tracks. Over there in uh, Carbondale, but we won't hold that against him. <laughs> Christian rock and worship recording artist. He uh, he plays guitar at what was formerly called Southern Illinois Worship Center, which is now Purpose House. Purpose House. I got it right. I'm you did. I got it right. First time. I'm so proud. It's a good thing. I'm so proud that Purpose House, he plays there. He came up doing some of the youth worship there as well. On the May Plant for pretty regularly there now. Have you Has your own, own work own band you get your own thing going on johnny wyckoff music at facebook you can go find out more about that let me put this i got i got a publicity shot hang on you got good you got good photos look at this shot here boom we're not gonna charge you because you're a guest today here we didn't have to feed you so it's not cheap so we owe you double food next time we have you in house so we we should have fed you today i would have appreciated it it's never too late it's never too late i'm starving right now golly it's gonna be a quick show we're hungry (laughs) you know it's like 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 you know when you go to church sometimes you're real hungry 
the preacher always goes along. Or the, in my states, the worship leaders, they just go on ad nauseum, you know. You're starving to death. And you're like, well, it's horrible. Quit, you know? it's, uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. That's why you got to bring something. Bring stuff. You need like a, and, and I'm not talking about nuts. You need like a Subway sandwich compartment. Something your, soft, though, not some, potato chips. Yeah, no, because that bugs everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, nobody wants something that. soft. You need something that you got to work through that. It could be mashed potatoes. It could be wet potato chips. Wet potato. Oh. <laughs> that is just, that that's, is horrible. That's really disturbing. I'm thinking about that. Actually. All the money we <laughs> saved on the green room today, we're going to spend having to pay for his counseling bill because he's going to have to figure out how to eat again after you do that stuff. Actually, wet potato chips would be a great band name. It would be an interesting band name. Yeah. I, I just want to say, Ben, we, we, can't uh-huh. get, we can't ever get ahead because of you. Soggy taters. Yeah, so- <laughs> I really hate that. A soggy bottom. So- I soggy really bottom. Hate that. Soggy I bottom really hate tater. That. All right, we're in the final one. You can tell we're a little punch oh. drunk. We've we, 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 nothing, but I think I got decaffeinated tea, so I can't even say that. I did give Ben drugs, just for the record. I did give Ben drugs, but but they were just like light pharmaceuticals. Is your headache? Yeah, there? we live in Illinois, so. Got, I offered to snort him with him because he had a bad headache, and you never know, it might be contagious. Johnny wanted to us all smoke them. He was suggesting we start the show with smoking. And golly, I, never smoked Tylenol before. Ne, ne, tylenol. I wonder if it's smooth or not. I don't know. I've never. I've never done drugs. I, Johnny. I have never done marijuana. I've. N- I've got secondhand smoke from marijuana. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh, that's go to, good. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. went to the Eagles concert for their last tour. Oh yeah. Both places we went to, you could not hardly take a breath in that place. And right now, just when we went to Denver, just driving down an eight-lane expressway in Denver right now is nothing but the smell of marijuana. Everybody in Colorado is driving around high. It's just terrible. Slow reactions, <laughs> wrecks everywhere. Yeah, but I've never, I've never, I mean, I've never, I've taken like drugs that the doctor gives you to help a migraine. But sure. I've never just taken stuff that I, I, I drank like a fish when I was a heathen. But I, I just never did drugs because I thought there'd be no coming back for me. So if I added yeah. that to it, I'd have been gone, gone, gone. Did you did you ever just turn into a bad raging drug addict or anything like that? No, no, thankful. So you've grown thankful. up in Christian family. You you have you go to go to show one. He shares about his salvation story. So he, he he has his own conversion experience. So but you never really went out and just got really bad. I mean, not no, not I mean not like that. I mean, obviously I've had your moments. I had my moments, right? We all have Struggle, our moments, right? But you, yeah. li- but we know you're from Carbondale, the other side of those tracks. You know, things happen on the other side of those tracks of Carbondale. So, so, but, but, I mean, Ben, I got a feeling you've not been near as good boy as other people. No, no, no. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. No, that that'll be on your show. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Maybe we will. But, but yeah. uh, I was. Re- can you believe I've never done drugs? Your boy's been around the block. I've never done drugs. Drug-free body. I, oh, I know. There you go, man. Fat That's drug. Free. I'm a fat drug-free body. <laughs> I, I I never did drugs, Johnny, because I have always had a, a little bit of addictive behavior. I collect sure. things. I, I yeah. And I know that. Makes and I, I'm a little ADD-ish. Back in my day, they just called it high energy. And so <laughs> I knew, I, I kind of knew. I remember I took this one guy. This one guy jumped in the car one time with us to go to Florida. We left the barbecue restaurant at about 10 o'clock, and we drove all the way through the night to go to Florida. The guy said, hey, can I come with you? And we were just all going to, to my parents' house down there, and he said, I said, dude, the car is full. All we got is the back of a truck. We had four-seater truck. He says, I'll ride in the back. I said, that's a long ride. It's kind of damp, and it's going to be dewy. He said, I don't care. He got in the back of the truck, and he rode all the way. We drove straight through to Destin, Florida, about seven-hour drive. Oh my gosh. And he rode in the back. He did good, dude. Had backpack. He was chilled out back there. So we get into the place where we're going to stay, and we got in like at 7 in the morning. It was our place. So we stayed there, and he says, well, my buddy's not even up yet. We got there. He, he thought we would stop someplace and sleep and get in 
more recently says, well, I don't know. My buddy that's going to pick me up, he won't even be up to 10 or 11 o'clock. This dude's like tripping. And and I said, well, dude, just come in and crash on the couch at our house. It's cool. It's cool. So uh, my friend Frank Sala, he, we, he was going to use one bedroom. So I need another one. I said, dude, there's a couch and just let yourself out and been glad to have you. I said, we're going back on this day if you want to ride back the other way. He says, dude, cool. And and he said, the dude reached in his pocket. He was getting his jeans off to lay on the couch. And he reached in his pocket and he pulls out just a massive roll of pills. And he drops them on the glass table. And, and there's all colors and assorted capsules and pills, along with all the lint from his jeans and everything else that's nasty in there. <laughs> and he throws that all out and he says, you guys, I appreciate it. Just help yourself to whatever you want. He was trying to be nice to you. Yeah, he, he just drops it out buffet. on the table, oh. and he says these speckled ones. I, I, they're good. I recommend them. And he takes one, and I thought, oh, great. I, I, are you going to be okay? And he just kind of begins to tell us what some of the ones do. He's got quite pharmaceutical knowledge. I mean, there's up, down, sideways. And, and, Maybe he's a pharmacist. And then he took the one, and then the one he said, he says, I wouldn't take that. That's not good. No, don't take that. So, but but I said, do you need us to do something with it? He said, oh no, I might need it. But 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 he left those there, and and we thought, well, we're 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 cool. So we left him there and the pills on the table. And the next morning, we all got up because we drove all the way through and got up, and he was gone. His pills were gone, and he left three. He left a little nice three, a little like three set. And they were there when we left, and none of us took guys I didn't have. You know, we drank like fish, but we never did drugs. And I always thought if I take that first pill, I don't know whether I would know to come back. So mm -hmm. I just knew there was a line, and it was a line, and that was before Christ. I didn't know the Lord at all. I just kind of knew myself. But I, I grew up enough around church that I thought, God, there's no coming back if I do that. So you, so I you wake up and realize it's all a matrix. Yeah, you're in the yeah. So I just didn't do it, but I do appreciate the dude and his hospitality. Yeah. I'm trying to show his appreciation for us. And I don't he didn't go back with us. I don't know if he got back. I, I think I saw him around the campus about a month later. So yeah, that, that's my experience. So I just that's the closest <laughs> I ever came to doing drugs is I, I took a drug addict, you know, somebody. But, but other than that, I've been good. So your life seems good. You're not married? Not married. You're single? Yes. Okay, good deal. Are you dating? No, no, nothing. I mean, yeah, he's available, guys. I mean, ladies. <laughs> okay, okay. We are, yeah, yeah. I had to fix it. You know, today you have thank to. You, thank you for fixing. It. No, no, you have no, no, no. In my day, you would never even think about fixing that because oh, when you say guys, one. guys could be everybody. Sure. I, yeah, guys could be everybody. Nowadays, you have to watch your. You know, well, that came out across long. I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. I, they're gonna think I'm, you know, so. Gosh, I, I was coaching my little daughter Addison's ball team. Uh, it wasn't Addison's. This is bad. It's Heather's ball team when Heather was little. <laughs> That's when you lose your moment. And I was coaching her little team. They were about eight, nine years old. And I said, get off the field, guys. You know, it was my first time coaching that age. I was a baseball guy. And and I, I walked, the girls walked past me and said, we're not guys, we're girls. And I remember telling them, everybody out here is a guy. Get off the field, guys. And so the rest of the field season was just like that. So one time I said, come mm -hmm. on, ladies. He said, no, we're your guys. You know, That's so, funny. so you know, back in the day, you were just kind of generic. No, you know what I mean. This is a fun podcast series. I know. <clears throat> what? what, what <laughs> on I, the dock unhinged. Yeah, unhinged. Sorry. Hey, I gotta get. I'm on the, I, I was gonna ask you the first question, but it was the same question from the last show. I got to switch shows. Hang on, here we go. You ready for the big question? All right, let's I do it. Too. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. All right. Oh man, you've been in worship in some form. 
I mean, how old are you? 24, 25? 24. I'll be, I'll be 25 really soon. When, when was your... Oh, I can't show you that yet. That's bad. I about brought up the, the big finale. When was your first time being in a worship platform in worship? What age? About what like age? 12 range? or 13. About 12 or 13. So, yeah. so you've got 13, 12 yeah. years already in playing. You've been playing guitar for almost 12 years, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Do you play any other instruments besides guitar? Uh, I play some keys, some drums, some bass, drums, okay. stuff like that. What have you seen change in those 12 years in worship? What What about worship has, mm. de, de, I mean, devolved, evolved, uh, new? What, what's, what big changes, big movements have you seen? I think I've seen a real move towards a lot of raw stuff, like less like generic Christianese to more raw. Not not that there's not a place for the other stuff or anything like that, but it's just I've seen more raw and just a, I guess a real focus on like the deep relationship. Define raw. I, I yeah. Um, okay. I guess within worship, like from a sense of. Mm, okay. I guess just trying to be, what I think. No, are you talking about being creative in the moment, as in spontaneous worship? Are you talking about raw, as in not your classic one four five, you know, basic? Well, I will say, I will say definitely a trend genre. lately I've noticed is more gospel stuff. Totally, mm -hmm. see more of that, especially with like Maverick City and more of that kind of. Even even in that realm, is getting more mainstream, which is uh, which is fun, different for me. Um, yeah. But uh, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, Maverick's uh, popular right now. Maverick's Everybody's big. using their stuff right now. Maverick's big. Yeah, yeah, stuff. The great, great songs, great, great musicians. Yeah. So, but but that's become kind of the CCM of the today. Yeah. Would you say so? You, you, when you say raw, you want to be more on the edge of stuff, a little more. So that's why you have a little bit more of a Christian rock, heavy rock like, style. And like even for me, like having some songs that were raw, because honestly, there I didn't write a whole lot of songs that were that much because honestly I hadn't went through it really mm -hmm. and so because for a big thing for me is like I will not sing a song unless I believe it and I know it and I'm gonna sing this like with confidence I won't do it so you want something that has some real connection yeah so some deep okay I got you with that so so you, you're seeing more raw stuff what what else have you seen kind of change in these last 10, um, 12 years hmm. let's see so more gospel stuff definitely but I'm trying to think from a stylistic standpoint or just, just anything. Either, either one, just, just big movements. Okay. Because we're just trying to take a look at and then we're gonna we're gonna flip this over and look at where we think we're going. So because mm. I the one thing we've we've talked about in a lot of the shows that we've done this is there's been a real note on how spontaneous worship has gone from being unknown to very oh, common. That's today. very common now. Cause I mean I will say even whenever I was, you know, first starting in worship ministry that I mean, I also don't get me wrong. It depends where you're growing up and like all that stuff. Yeah, but, but, like, but that all came out of IHOP and they kind of planted that 25 years ago and that thing's really developed. I mean, I've seen it now and I, I like it cause it's very, a very like personal in the moment. You can make it very tailored to the people you're around your, your congregation, you know, what's going on in your congregation more, you know? And so are people, you know, in the congregation, and how your Holy Spirit can lead you in those certain Let moments. Let me use a modern word. It, yeah. it, it allows you to be very organic to the moment yeah, that you're perfect. in. Yeah, kind of perfect. a spiritual organic moment. You can feel what's going on and feel the soil and feel the atmosphere. We talked about epiclesis, the Holy Spirit moment. And if you if, if you can feel that epiclesis moment and you have the ability to do spontaneous worship, one of the best things you can do is just pause there and stay in the moment mm -hmm. or extend the moment enough so you can sort out what does God want to do here? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's something been, we've been talking about what we do in those moments. Sometimes we don't know what to do. We yeah. do we transition here, here, maybe we just, that's where we go into spontaneous worship and let things sort out mm -hmm. whether a preacher needs to come forward and, and, and exhort something in that moment of prayer, 
vigil or maybe there needs to be a prophetic word given. Sure. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a transition after that spontaneous worship where the music director is saying, Hey, I'm hearing this song. Let's now transition to this song. Mm -hmm. Maybe that spontaneous movement gives us a, a plateau to just hang out with God a bit. You know? Yeah. I think that's what it, it does. Like I said, hang out with God and see where he was wanting to lead. And then, you know, whether that's that moment or at least something else, a different ministry type of moment. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Steward it well. If if worship is, is changed a lot, what did you, what what did you see COVID do to worship? You know, Hmm. did, did, I think there are some good things that developed out of COVID, not COVID itself, but I know for our church, uh, we did, we had the one camera on the long pan and you could, or you could listen to the service or you could watch the one miserable camera from the back that looked like you're watching ping pong. Yeah, I mean, and now we've got great cameras everywhere, and you know, I mean, great. I mean, from even like a from like that, that sort of this is a production perspective, right? But right. what it does is it is enhance like the experience for people that are viewing online, uh, people that are going to be. Have, you know, I, I, and I agree with that. We, our people at home, we have some really jamming people that are connected, and that's good for people, especially the ones that can't get here that are really shut in. Yeah, we also have people that are traveling and they get a good experience. One thing that concerns me though mm-hmm. is some people have begun to substitute the online experience for their worship experience. And so now it all becomes like an independent study well, class. And it, and it, and the, I think there's a, I think there's a place for, it. I think it's great for traveling or if you can't get in or, you know, you know, people, some people can't, they can't get out. Right. I think that's great. But I think it's dangerous. Like you're saying, whenever the point is like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to watch it. Cause there's no community. There's mm-hmm. like the community is yeah. not the same. You're not gonna be rare. And also, I mean, there's no give back you're from not, you, right? There's no take. Yeah, there's no, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no, no. Ex- exchange is different, um, I guess, from a, as a community. I, 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 I like the fact that we have it available. I think it's, yeah. I think it way outweighs the not having it available. I, I think what I want to be careful is that we don't get lazy. That's what I was about to say, actually. Yeah. yeah. We, people get lazy. Oh, I'm just, I, you know, I, I don't feel like waking up. I'm uh, I'll just the watch, we'll watch it in bed. We'll turn the YouTube on. It's, yeah. And actually, I'm, catch it later. I heard one person, yeah. one person told me, they said, we actually get it closer to you there because 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 you know they shoot me body up so i'm just my beautiful dressage you know we use that word in one of the episodes they get to see my countenance and they follow me tightly and they say you know the church we're in the back we get distracted so we can just sit and unadulterately watch you i'm thinking i don't know if i'm comfortable with that first of all number two is it's not just about watching me it's about interacting with the body yeah you know there's more i don't want us to get one dimensional thinking it goes back to there was already enough trouble in the church with the worship team is seen by many as performing to the congregation. And there's a lot of churches that kind of see themselves as watching a performance. Now we've added a TV show to it. Now, you know, it could be a good or bad one. And so now that's even worse, you know? So mm. I, I think there's great things about it, but I, I don't, I want to make sure that people aren't substituting that for. So I think that's one change. What other changes did you see come out of uh, purpose house now? I was formerly Southern Worship Center. Mm. How, how did how did COVID change y'all's worship? So is there anything that's still different because of COVID? Different because of COVID. In a good way or bad way? It could be good, bad, different. You know, could we learn to do this? And- I mean, I've noticed just people, I think people really were excited to get back in the house. It created some new energy. It created people like, because we know, we were, right before COVID, we were on the, our church, we were, we were really going. Um, I think we really had a lot of great momentum as a church. And that kind of COVID kind of, Put the, put the put, put the put the break yeah, on a little bit, did. and uh, you know it just did. Um, but people got to come back. We had less people, but I think people that were back were really ready to yeah. worship. People were really ready to be back, really ready to be in the presence of the Lord and with their believers. And I think that momentum has helped us, and we've really nurtured that as a church. I know that's something that we really tried to do, um, and so I think we're seeing um, 
some effects of that as well. Have you seen, how have you seen video streaming change worship experience? Oh, I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, before we had some cameras and stuff, but now it's, we've really been fortunate enough to where we've been able to expand that. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I've been looking back at some live streams. I'm like, wow, like things have really changed from of level production we've been able to, to, to put out for people right. to go um, to go experience the services online, you know, right. which I think has been a good thing. And I, I, I do too. Gen generally, it's very good, I think. I do too. People can watch our church and they can get a totally different impression than if they come to the church because you can put them so in it. It's hard to recreate that unless you come yourself to be vested. And I will say like too, it's cool for even a lot of smaller churches that never do it, never did anything like that before, right? Really. Right. It's cool because it's also opened up a whole other avenue for people to them to reach as well because like, some smaller churches that you know didn't really do live streaming before, but now they are. Um, it's helped them have more reach too, because like now almost every church is streaming. Well, the, I'll tell you who's not streaming are churches that that stopped meeting through COVID and didn't do anything. They didn't return. So mm. I found that churches that didn't work toward a streaming alternative have almost either not existed or become closed. We had a lot of churches closed or become so irrelevant that they lost a lot of people. Mm. People just went off to a church that, that was able to meet their needs. Sure. So I so I think the churches that embraced it mostly rode through it well. They they got through it. They were able to create alternative streams and get through it. It helps they helped bring community to some degree. I right. Think, I think we are a better yeah. church for what we learned in it. I don't think we can be the same church if we think we're gonna keep being there. I think we gotta push up from from there's, there's new territory. So, so let, let's go, let's go another way. So this is probably the biggest question for, for this, this wrap up session. And Ben, if you've got some other questions you can throw out at the young man, I mean, you can just kind of lay them out. Um, what are the biggest challenges or changes or evolution that you kind of foresee coming? If you had to, if you had to kind of go invest in a certain company or certain process or a certain thing, or you had to predict kind of where worship's going, where do you see worship migrating in the next? I mean, you're at a church that's one of the most cutting edge. You got the one of the new, newest sanctuaries in our area. You've had all the vendors come through with the latest technology to try to hustle you guys into buying it. I don't know if you bought it or not, but I know you guys have the resources to do those kind of things. So you've been looking at technology. You've been looking at video equipment and looking at how you put it up. And what where do you see evolution of worship going in the next year, two, three, so that it, it won't shock us. Cause I think spontaneous worship didn't exist 25 years ago, other than at IHOP. International House of Prayer was doing it. People thought they were different. I went out there when they first opened. I spent lots of time there. I'm very friends. I support people out there. And so it became very common to me. I tried to bring it back into a church oh, 20 years ago and they tried to copy it by planning it. You can't, they, they literally tried to plan the spontaneous worship and plan it out and what would happen in the spontaneous time. And I said, that's, you can't do that. That's not spontaneous. But the worship leader didn't have the capacity to do spontaneity. He was a planner. And so it didn't work, you know? And then now you've got a generation of people like Ben and you guys that, that have grown up in the IHOP world. And it's not the fringe. It's the norm. So you're free, just cut loose. And you got musicians around you that can flow with you. And so that's come on. What do you see the next? What's, what's the spontaneous worship of the next three, four years? What's that new thing? I think I see spontaneous worship still being like obviously a very big part of what the worship is. Um, but you know, I, I, right now I just almost feel like what we've actually been revisiting is some old stuff. And uh, it's you think Maverick City is an example of that? That they're that they're they're hot and fresh, but they're using a lot of old sound, not old sound, but 
old lyrics, old stuff like old, that. Yeah, like older songs that are like are hymns, right? That you've taken some lyrics from or even the hymns themselves and revamping. Like, people have done that a lot, right? Right. But like I really, I think that's really a, always a really powerful thing in a service. I love it yeah. when you're able to tie back to an older song. Oh, I think so too. And it hits, and also right. hits people of a different generation because like, wow. And there's something about some of those songs, man. I really, there is. Like I'm, I'm, Crowder was I'm, doing that for a while, you know, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you see like Shane and Shane, we, I do a lot of worship initiative. Shane and Shane, they do a lot of that sure. stuff where they're pulling stuff in. You're seeing a lot more of, of incorporation of components into, like, for example, on Christ of Solid Rock, my, one of my two favorite hymns, it's fragments of that are now found in about four or five different CCM yeah. current pieces right now. You can find fragments of that song scattered across Great about song. four different songs. Love that song. I'm never sure which one's going to be at my funeral. I just want Ben to do all four versions, you know, five versions. And I love the fact that people are stretching it and hymns that disappeared are on their way back. They've got bridges written. They've got new, yeah. new, new, new things kicking up. Yeah. yeah new arrangements. Mm -hmm. Some of these didn't have courses. They've got courses now. Added. Yeah. And, and, I see older people kind of getting excited about it a little bit. Yeah. At the same time, young people are getting introduced to some stuff that had some good theology in it. Yes. I think that's important mm -hmm. because yeah, with like a lot of this new new stuff, it's easy I don't know, it's it's easy for people to lose the liturgy and the mm -hmm. the theology and the, a lot of the hymns that's so powerful and worship can become seemingly shallow. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, I mean, because really, I mean, a lot of worship is we also are teaching theology. Yeah, right. right? We are. So you think you think there'll be some re more revival of restoration or renewal? Kind of like you know what what's cool is like if you watch on any of the movie channels or TV channels, everybody has their flipped house. They're they're we fix the house, turn it over, yeah. make a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's about sixty thousand of those shows right now. Do you think? Like like buying old hymns and flipping reworking them and flipping them will be a trend you will see in the next two three four five years. That's going to be very popular. I think we'll see some of that For, with some fresh music approach. Fresh music approach. I mean, I think there's no reason why we shouldn't see that. A lot of what you would have now would be yeah. still you would see the, the 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 heart of the the verse would be in there, but it's been reworked. But I think you're going to start seeing more where the words are used, but the music may be totally reworked even. Well, yeah, so. and there's been songs I've I've definitely heard of like. I know those are those are lyrics from him. I'm like I didn't know. Someone told me, but I'm like that's yeah. cool. I mean, and I know some hymns and stuff, but um. But I, I think I, I think hymns are largely lost right now. That's that, I'm in that in between because I started my in my, my beginning of my ministry was all hymn based. So you know, I it was very common for me to be the hymn leader for for first four or five years. I wasn't always the hymn leader at all. But so and so was sick. Pastor, sure. I'll just lead the hymn. Today we're singing from 122. We're singing all three verses, just as I am. Let's go. Just And I kicked my microphone off and back up <laughs> with the microphone. And everybody just sings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I mean, that was my beginning. And I mean, and that, and I miss a lot of that, but I don't necessarily miss those old hymns. I miss what I got from them, you know? And mm -hmm. so when, I, when when Ben kicks in a song now and or does a new song and then at the end tags the original yeah. Yeah. You know, the new, and then you tap and go, wow, it's like a fresh water just hits you, you know, and you go, man, if they had had that when I was earlier in ministry, I could have kicked things up then. I think there's been a big gap where we lost a lot of that. And I, I'd like to see recovery. <clears throat> we're going to start flipping, flipping the hymns. Today's hymn we're going to be flipping and reselling is yeah, in Christ alone, you know, you know, you know, we're going to do because he lives, you know, there's a lot of hymns I'd like to put out on a list to be done. You know, and some of them are being done, and, and, and but you think more of that will happen. And uh, who who are some of those guys? Who are who are the bands you're listening to right now? Um, bands I'm listening to right now, I'd say Phil Wickham, Cody Carnes, 
Phil Wickham's Ele- elevation. Uh, okay, Phil Wickham. Let's just Phil say one of my favorites. Phil Wickham cannons. I love cannons. Phil Wickham. If you know anything about it, it was the worship leader to IHOP, not IHOP. He's who they go to when they want to worship. Huh. So they would bring Phil Wickham in when they were having their own retreats because they're all worship leaders. Sure. And he was kind of like the guy they brought in when they took the Sunday off. Mm-hmm. And they so so there's a there's a there's a deep relationship between them and IHOP. So I remember when Phil Wickham was just kind of he'd be their worship guy and some of those old songs go. So Phil, who else was it? Elevation? Elevation, um say probably Cody Carnes as well. Cody Carnes. Um, Very cool. Very cool. So so you see other changes you think happening in the next couple of years? Anything else hit you? Ben, you're welcome to jump yeah, in. Yeah, jump in if you have something, brother. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's kind of a tangent, but I, I like something struck me a minute ago, and I think it's interesting that, so like, we're, we're talking about what worship looks like, but I think it's in a very, and I think it's okay because it's our context, but it's the American church context. Mm. And I do think that churches, uh, a lot of churches globally are kind of, following that trend in a sense but i also know just from personal experience like being in india and seeing seeing how some churches worship there and in different denominations where they don't even use instruments Mm -hmm. um african churches predominantly in liberia work is predominantly percussion yeah i mean and not even i mean they'll use drums bad drums but i mean just sasas and 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 simple you know yeah rhythm yeah yeah and i rhythm. think it's just important to recognize that there's beauty in all of it like when exactly. Haley and i were in india a couple Gosh, of years yeah. ago we <laughs> we were with a denomination that i mean literally would think of me as a sinner for using an instrument in worship because in their opinion instruments were only used when they went into battle or whatever well isn't worship a battle anyways um yeah, but I remember sitting in those through those church services, not understanding the language that they're singing, and the worship doesn't look anything like what I'm used to because obviously I love worshiping with with instruments and you, all of that stuff. But it's just a cappella yeah. in Hindi or a language I don't know, and I'm like brought to tears by yeah, like, incredible. Like it's just beautiful. Yeah. That'd be a challenge for us. Well you know, we've got to worship. I've got it right here somewhere around this church. We've got about six or seven or eight African drums we brought back with goat skins. Real, real ones are tuned a little differently. We hit them. We've got Sasa. We've got, <laughs> at some point in time, I want to sell those on eBay. But they're all special because everyone was sacred. They come from a church. They're, they're, all, they're all anointed. Yeah. That We've got Sasa. I've got Sasa's in the room. We've got, you know, uh, what do you call the boxes you guys play? Cajones. The cajon. Yeah, it would yeah. be cool to, some Sunday to do a worship service that's nothing but percussion type stuff. Sure. To drive kind of an unplugged percussion only and just kind yeah. of do a tribute because I listen to them do like the Yahweh song. Oh, it's incredible. Or, or, or some other stuff that they're doing. That's really kind of cool. I know it's a little bit different genre, but gosh, the worship can be, they can go like that for a long time with nothing but percussive type leadership. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do, I, I, I am looking to see maybe down the road as we become more multicultural, our church, other churches here, whether we'll begin to see some, international influence back on our ministry we haven't quite seen that yet we seem to dominate still the other way so hopefully maybe that'll have some impact yeah yeah i think i guess my point in that is just to recognize that worship doesn't have to look the same a certain way yes. yeah i would like or to sound see the same or sound exactly. the same or sound yeah. the same. i think that would be good for for a lot of our people to experience here because you know because they're like People are very critical. Now, let's kind of, we'll wrap up with this big question because we're getting close to the end of this. And and we, we've taken this on with everybody. We really wrestled 
between shows with whether to do this with this young man, Mr. Johnny Wyckoff. Go to Johnny Wyckoff Music. Check it out. He's got stuff going now. But, uh, we, we, but but then we got thinking about the kind of stuff he does. He does some really cool stuff. You got Christmas Carol stuff you've done. You've got you doing basic contemporary Christian stuff. But you've also got some pretty Christian heavy metal stuff out there some, too. Some hard rock stuff, yeah. definitely on the Ben had metal, to, Ben sure. had to have a, a serious ibuprofen headache relief because of just your music. We're going to play a song of his afterwards. Did he go heavy metal on the song we're doing today? There were no. some pig squeals and things like that. <laughs> oh my god! Not pig squeals. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus is rock. No, Stop, no, sound bite it. No, sound bite it, Lucas. No, oh my gosh. no. Well, no, no. He, no, he it was beautiful. It, it was, was a great, no, it was okay. a great song. Okay, so you're not going to get that today. So you're going to have to come find that because Johnny did a thing for us house for the household fun day a couple years ago. And we just it was stellar. It was just edgy. I love it because I'm a '70s rock guy. I mean, dude, yeah. dude. If I told you who my favorite rock band is, you know, I've got lots of favorite, but like the Eagles stuff. But, but I mean, I'm I've been known to watch a group that paints their faces. Um, <laughs> I went to their closing tours, and but but I mean, I like a little bit of stuff like that. So. Sure, the Wiggles. So, yeah, the Wiggles. The Wiggles. Yeah, that's yeah, hard. That's, yeah. that's really hard. Um, but I mean, either here, I. Don't put that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram. We don't hear about your gripes about that. So that was back in my sinful days. I did see their closing the world tour though. So it was good. But but we know but we, we wrestle with this because because you play different music. You you are playing some music that sounds like some foreign music to some people. I know you, you I mean, and for some people it's just a refreshing sound. I know you've been on worship platforms and you've had to deal with people. And I know you can hop around when you play guitar. I've seen you move. You can move. And 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 I know some people might have, you'd be playing some church and some kids are finally, finally guitar. And then there's <laughs> the old guy in the back that's got his fingers in his ears. They're crossed. And he, let me do it this way. They're crossed and in both ears because he's mad and he's got fingers in his ears. I, I know that, or the drums are too loud. Or I, I know that you're not the worship leader at, uh, purpose house, but I know you probably catch heck sometimes for certain things or you you've after a performance or you've done an event someplace, somebody liked it or didn't like it. One of the things that we want to do as we close this segment is have you help young worship leaders, young musicians out there. You're going to deal with criticism. Pastors are going to deal with criticism. I don't think what people understand is as worship leaders, as performers in the sense of performing your heart. Um, when you, when you share that you're raw and if people pick on you, it can be it can be perceived as picking on. It's almost like body shaming because what you've given is a part of your life in your body. So it's yeah. difficult. But but over time, you've been here long enough, twelve years, that you've had to build up some understanding that there's going to be critics. Totally. Did you ever watch the Muppets growing up? Uh, a little bit. The, you know the Kermit yeah, the Frog yeah, and Miss yeah, Piggy. Yeah, yeah. Do you know they had a couple guys that would be in any church? Uh, and the two guys were uh, Waldorf and Statler. These are the two old guys that sat up in the balcony. Did you ever see the guys that sit on the balcony? I think I actually did. The, the, these are the guys that sit in the back of your church, and you see them talking about you while you're playing. They're going, yeah. That guy. <laughs> or it's too loud, or the, the guys that grab you after service and want to talk to you about your shiny shoes that you have on today, that those just aren't of the Lord. You know, those aren't of the Lord. They do a shining. And the jacket. They got the jacket and the shoes going together. Oh, we got to get it. Jesus, we got to get it. You know, we got to get the oil on him. You know, Margaret, get the oil. Get the oil. Get the, you know, we deal with critics. Sure. We deal with people that don't like the sound. The lights were too flashy. I remember they get they just went nuts in the church one time. Lucas put a little haze in the building, you know. Oh, I can't breathe. I'm dying. The chemicals are killing me. And, and I said, Lucas, what's in it? Water. <laughs> you know, what's in it? Water. <laughs> 
you all survived a shower. You're going to live. You're not dying. It's not the haze, you know. It's a humidifier. Yeah, it's a, humi- it's a humidifier. You, you have one at home, okay? It's called your shower. But, but these guys, I want you to watch these guys. These are world-renowned. Every pastor, every worship leader, every performer deals with these guys. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Yeah. I, we couldn't afford to show the live video. We had to freeze the picture and then run the audio because we don't want to. Sure. Yeah, they take us off YouTube. Yeah, they, and then they charge us a lot of money. And I bill that to Lucas. So so Lucas said, no, nah, we can't do that. So so that's where you get the static. So it wasn't a picture problem. But every church, every pastor, every worship leader, any gig, you're going to have a couple of those yeah, guys. Always. How do you handle those guys? You're a young man. How do you deal with the critics, the nasty people, the people that are going to try to tear you down instead of build you up? What you have to do is just know, be solid enough in what – You've been given, God's given you a gift, God's given you a, a certain way to do it because you're a unique individual, right? Yeah. And so you got to know, like, hey, this is this is who I am. This is what I do. And, you know, there's always going to be people out there that say, oh, you should do this different, or you should do this, or you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this. And honestly, just having, I think, a mind of, hey, there's people out there, and yeah. just don't, don't let that get in your heart, mm-hmm. hey, right? Don't let that get into your heart where it can cause, because if you do, it can really start to dismantle what God's put inside of you and to hurt your, hurt your ministry, hurt yourself and hurt your even like it can go even to the part of like doubting yourself or what God's given you. And you, you just don't want to go down that. Yeah. I want to give, I want to give an example here. This is, this is a hypothetical for all of you listening. So understand this is a hypothetical. Oftentimes when you have those critics in the crowd, a pastor can imagine themselves, you know, taking them out and, ending the life source of that you know you know you think i will just bring an end to these my statler my waldorf i will finish off the critics and because i'm a great barbecuer we will barbecue them and they will be gone you know that'll be over with and next sunday there'll be no critics (laughs) i got news for you they'll be back when you when you do that i'm not saying i've done that i'm not confessing anything here nothing no (laughs) i'm just saying it's like two more will step up. One more will step up. It's like There's casting out a demon. So, so, so I guess the moral is don't do that. Don't hypothetically don't do it. There's no reason for you to get in trouble because it. I think the Lord puts allows that to be there because it, it helped. I think learning to be used the key. Yeah, it's yeah being confident in what you God's given you and how you're how you do it and how you know who you are and because we have a unique way. Everyone has a unique way of ministering. Be you, then be the best you. But more than that, be you, then believe that you're really you and go live it. Go man, do it. Whenever you're, whenever you're operating in a full confidence, like I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing and the way I'm supposed to be doing it, that that also that also connects with people because people see that and passion, I th- see that like, the heart. And I think you can learn. You, you can learn from people. We're not saying don't take criticism. We're oh, not. Yeah, ta- no, you, definitely not. But, but s- filter out. You got to learn how to filter out destructiveness from critique critique can build and can help you. Yeah. Maybe this needed to be, maybe yeah. I need to explain, maybe this wasn't for you. Maybe I should have said, if you're over 16, you got hearing aids, turn them down, put cotton in. Sure. But for all you young people, you know, maybe, maybe there's things you need to do or we, we shouldn't have flashed this light right in your face, or maybe we should have put something in the bulletin that says this haze is not a chemical. It's just water. You know, you know, we can learn from things. And, and and like our church, we have we have this safety advisory that's up on a board when people come in and on the screens. Like you're being filmed live now because people said, 
Well, you need to tell people you're filming live. What part of the cameras can they not see with people behind them that they don't think we're filming live? Now we have to tell them. So rather than be just, well, rather than me being rude to those people, we put an announcement in. Yeah. And, you know, when people say something, just show grace. And, and you might can grow from it. So you might. And, but but there are people that are destructive in their content. And sure. they can be destructive to the atmosphere and the space. Me as a pastor, I tend to try to get rid of those. But I, I want to be honest with all pastors, not the worship leaders. They will be. They will remultiply. Yeah. They're, they're like fungus. You may get tired of those and you may need to move on to others because you're just it, it becomes destructive. But I think you've got to learn to be who you are. And I think that's a great answer for me. Just. In, yeah. in, any other suggestions, Ben? Uh, there as well, and 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 Johnny, uh, Luke, you too. I mean, Luke's in the back. Luke's in the booth. I mean, we we think the worship leaders get it, but I have news for you: the guys that are running the knobs uh -huh. and run the lights and pushing the hazer button can get it, can't they? Yeah, they can. There are people that wait on them afterwards. Matter of fact, what's really cool about it? When ministry started, Lucas, I would get bombed if I was too loud or if this was this or this, that now they don't even talk to me because people now know I got to go to that booth. Everything happens in that booth. That's it's why the door's locked. It, it, it's why we have a coded lock and we have a security person that keeps people from getting in there too easy. We, yeah. we, next season we may have to add bulletproof glass. We don't have glass right now. Right now you can't really just leap over either. It's, it's kind of hard. It would make mixing a little challenging. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, sometimes you, you can get stalked. You've got to know who you are and, and what you're about. And sometimes you need to listen. And, and sometimes it's good. You know, there's a difference between constructive criticism, right? And then just people trying to. Can't you see that in their eye? I can yeah. see it in people's eyes and their heart and the way they come at me. That's yeah. You can, you can usually see that, right? And they either begin with appreciation or they lift you up and then they say, oh, by the way. Yeah. You know, and I can handle it, by the way. Sure. And there's also, and I will say, luckily, I haven't had to deal with as much, with as much as that. Um, it's probably a lot of people have, oh, yeah. and but I, I, mean, I do, I do realize there's that there is there and that will always be there. But, um, a pastor can get a load of that. Like, like this Sunday, let me give up. you an example. Let me give you an example. Sunday, I misspelled a graphic in one of my slides. Instead of saying label, I said label. I had one typo. I saw the typo when I did it. Lable. Lable. And I just declared it up front. I, I did that. I made my own slide. I make my own slides. Please don't gripe at Alexis. Please don't gripe at Lucas. Please don't gripe at Haley. I did that, you know, or, and I picked I picked a, 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 an opener for them a few weeks ago, a new uh, bumper. I bought it from sermon box should be good. It had three misspellings in it. Didn't catch it till we showed it. Alexis was horrified. She wrote me and said, there's three misspellings in this. I said, I know. She said, you paid for that. I said, I know. And so the next <laughs> thing I got up, I said, guys, we're going to keep doing it because I got three more parts to do this with. It's misspelled, but no, none of our staff did that. Your pastor bought that to give them a break for three weeks. And I, so I called the company and said, you guys, you got misspelling in there. They said, well, we've had that out for two years. Nobody's even told us. I thought, man, we did get man. it back for free. But my point is, people will gripe at you. They'll they'll write you letters and tell you how many times you misspelled. I get notes about how many things I misspelled on things sometimes on Monday or Tuesday. And and most of it's nice, but some of it can be real critical. Or you were too long, or you know, I missed my meal, or you know. But I think that says more about that person and what they were bringing to it yeah. than anything. It's staying true to what you know God's called you to do and how you've called you to do it. And he's given you direction and he's given you wisdom and he's given you skills and use it and have surround yourself with good people that can help you. You yeah. said, you said at the beginning of this series, three part series, go back and watch it all. You said, uh, I am a child of God and firm foundation are songs that are kind of your ethos. Yeah. And you said Psalm 40, uh, 40 verses one through five. And the key verses you said were out of the muck. 
Out and of the Mire. Out of the Muck of Mire came what? Uh, set my feet on solid ground. Set my feet on solid ground and began to sing a new song. Yeah. That, that, for a young man of his age, to have that together like that, to have a creedal verse. Uh, my creedal verse is dream dreams and plan plans so grand that if God's not in them, they're doomed to fail. Mm. That's been my creedal verse my whole ministry, is make sure I'm out on the edge just enough that I need God. Because mm. a lot of things we do in the church, we really kind of plan it so that we don't need God. So we just look good. I like to get out there just enough that if he doesn't save me, my earlobes are going to smack the concrete. Mm. And uh, I just found that when I get out there, uh, God just amazes me at what he can do. I'm going to be amazed to see what God's going to be doing with you in coming. I hope people will go to Johnny Wyckoff Music's Facebook page, check it out, see what you're going to be doing. I can't wait for your first album to be out. I will use Ben's credit card to buy that as soon as it comes out. Perfect. I'm going to do. Um, ben, what's those numbers? Put you want to put them out to the congregation? Unfortunately, it's already maxed out. It's already maxed out there. Yeah. Ben's Ben Ben, ben needs somebody to donate him a truck. You want a truck? I would love a truck. Yeah. Go to my Patreon site and talk to us about how we can get a truck for the show. We'll let Ben use it the rest of the week. So we don't actually need a truck. Ben needs a truck. So <laughs> Johnny, it's been great to have you. Any any final words, Ben? No, man. I just I appreciate you. I appreciate I your I heart. Appreciate and just yeah, you're and you're gonna do the, and you're gonna hear from Johnny Wyckoff as we go out with the closing song, which he did by himself. You didn't help him? No. Man, sometimes he supports you. You're just a one man machine. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Lucas is excited about it. Lucas, thank you so much for being with us for the filming of these three. And as we get out of here and we move on, check out On the Dock. we got lots of episodes, lots of programs. Go back and check out other of our Worship Leader Southern Illinois series. We also have our Well Done series, all part of Season 2 and more coming up in Season 2. It's going to be really exciting. And we got a big finale we're putting together for all the Worship Leader series. That'll be coming up. We'll be talking about more of that real soon. But make sure you're following Mr. Johnny Wyckoff. Go find out more about him and what he's doing. And check out this incredible song as we go out and you can go to on the doc.org find out more about us platforms and all those kind of things info at on the doc.org to get information and find us at youtube spotify itunes you're available on those same platforms as well yes sir right google play facebook roku rumble sermonet and we'd love to hear some things facebook instagram twitter telegram getter we don't mind your critique don't be mean We'll just delete you anyway. So, But we love you if you're trying to build up the kingdom of God. And we'd love to have you hit subscribe, like, notify. We'd love for you to be a Patreon partner, especially if you want to get a truck for this man. He needs it. You need like a work truck. Yeah, a truck. Well, we need one for the, on the dock. Be a Patreon sponsor partner and do that. And tell us about Purpose House. What time is church on Sunday? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Come on out to them. We're also 10 a.m. at Community Faith Church. We're at opposite corners of the same intersection. So, awesome. so just look for the worship service that's happening and go to that church. And then the opposite week, go to the opposite corner and go to that worship service. Check that out. We'd love to have you both here at Community Faith Church or at Purpose House. They've got a great worship service going 10 o'clock Sundays. We also meet Wednesdays at 630. Go to COFTV.com to find out more about our church. What is the website for you guys right now? SIW Center. Right SIW Center. Uh, .org. Yeah, yeah, .org. All right, so check that out. We'd love to have you. Now, as we go off the air and we enjoy this, enjoy the music of Mr. Johnny Wyckoff, and we'll see you soon again. I'm Pastor Troy, and we're on the dock. See hope filling empty heart.
want to see peace in a time of war. I want to see love where there seems to be none. And I see lives being changed every day by your grace. And I see life in a very different way. By your grace, I choose to love and see the truth of your great plan. I choose to hope and trust in you and your great plan. I'm gonna see joy Turn a frown around I'm gonna see hope Fill an empty heart I'm gonna see peace In a time of war I'm gonna see love Where there seems to be I see lives being changed every day by your grace And I see life in a very different way by your grace I choose to love and see the truth of your great plan I choose to hope and trust in you and your great plan Trust in you and your 